Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Raw and SmackDown, but also NXT, AW Dynamite, pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week, complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet's look ahead to Monday Night Raw tonight. I say tonight, I should put a caveat at right at the beginning of this podcast. Uh, due to the unique way that England, I suppose, work, <laughs> Monday here in the UK is a bank holiday. And, uh, well, me and Hamlet got better things to do. So we are recording this <laughs> on the Friday so if they announce any match, they probably won't have, but if they've announced any matches or Bobby Lashley's dropped the WWE Championship, it's not going to be referenced here, okay? We're just going to be talking about the crap that is Monday Night Raw, and I sincerely doubt that is going to change in the next three days. We'll talk about that in more detail towards the end of this podcast, Hamlet, but yeah, I do not want to spend my bank holiday Monday previewing this show, I've got to be honest. I would say it's like unprecedented levels of bullshit for us to be previewing a show three days before it airs um, and putting a podcast out. But WWE are the masters of unprecedented bullshit to such a degree that, as you say, it feels as though not a lot would have changed over this weekend. Like we could stove into this podcast being like, I had a brilliant bank holiday weekend. Yeah, what did you get up to? The weather was nice and or terrible. And I uh, enjoyed and or despised the company and time I spent with my wife and children. Um but why? Why fake it? Why be WWE when we can just be honest and be what culture WWE and we can instead do some of the work for them? We know they listen. So, guys, we're here on a Friday. You can listen to this on a Monday. We know that the boss is tearing the script up five minutes before you go on air. Listen to us. Put a show on. The earlier we get this out, the more it benefits you. Thanks for tuning in. Like, I hope you in America enjoyed your weekend. We're having a long one. As you're listening to this, we're not doing this. So take some notes, have a good roll, and we'll be there on Tuesday morning. Sorry, we'll be there tomorrow to pick up the pieces. And and who knows, the other week we sat there saying, oh, what, what does the future hold for Daniel Bryan? And that was recorded before SmackDown. On, on SmackDown, 
he got a universal championship opportunity. So maybe yeah. what's going on? Rose bloody terrible. They might actually book a bloody good show and make us look like idiots. I sincerely doubt it. I think still, we'll <laughs> still come out of this as Alan Roses, but still, yeah. Uh, I figured this would be better than no podcast whatsoever. So yeah, you're welcome. Anyway, let's talk about <laughs> stuff that we can preview uh, for tonight. And you sense obviously there's going to be fallout. I can always rely on fallout. Fallout from the events of last week's Raw, of course. That being Braun Strowman being added into the WWE Championship picture as we are on the road to WrestleMania backlash. Um, it's a triple threat now. <laughs> as I mentioned, Bobby Lashley, WWE Champion, Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman. And having had weeks of sat, of being sat here, hand-plotting, going, who sided T-Bar and Mason? Are they new members of the Hurt Business? Well, clearly not, because they basically cost Bobby Lashley, well, cost Drew McIntyre in that match, and that meant that Bobby Lashley now has to defend his title in a triple threat. Yeah. Um, you're a real piece of garbage, Will Bond, because I was off on Tuesday and I didn't need to engage with this edition of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> and you found a way to make it yep. so, like, three days later, I had to go and catch up on what actually went down. Yeah. Um, so on the surface, this is all very WWE. Add a guy of marginal credibility to take a fall at a pay-per-view that you don't care about so that you get to protect the two guys that you do care about. That's mm. what this feels like, doesn't it? Um, it's not exactly the Universal Championship match from WrestleMania, is it? Oh, who, anyone could win this. Who could win this? Yeah. It's quite, no, not yet anyway. We're firing him with the, I think Braun Strowman with the secret backing of T-Bar and Mace is going to get this done. The um, bloody Jimmy Uso interferes at WrestleMania. <laughs> Slapjack's been drafted to Raw. Um, <laughs> yeah, like... It feels transparent, um, but let's see how Raw changes our perception of that. I don't care about Braun Strowman because I don't feel like I've been given a reason to care about him. The, the feud with Shane McMahon was so uniformly terrible that the match, albeit I know there was elements to appreciate about the stunt work, the ripping of the cage wall, the throwing of Shane McMahon, didn't suddenly like just magically create an emotional investment in Braun Strowman again. So it's a little bit cheeky of them to add him into this title match for any other, anything other than being beaten by Bobby Lashley on the night. Um, what they'll do, because it's WWE, is they'll lay on thick that, you know, neither the champion and challenger stand a chance now that Braun Strowman is in it. This man that they've handily beaten at various times over the years. We're not dealing with the undefeated Braun Strowman of late 2016, early 2017. We're not even dealing with the barely defeated Braun Strowman who tips things over of 2017, 2018. We're just dealing with a guy, you know, with, like we're dealing with a guy that sort of looks a bit like Braun Strowman, dresses a bit like Sergeant Slaughter, mm. and has the win-loss record of Bray Wyatt. Like, uh, <laughs> the, the credibility that they think he has, he does not. So their job now for two weeks is going to be to just make him feel more like a warm body. To that end expect beatings, expect um, Bobby Lashley, Mace, T-Bar, Drew, anyone else in their orbit to take a lot of those Strowman Express clotheslines. Just lots of very heavy-handed on-the-nose. Braun is a threat. Braun is the danger. Um, it, I, I say Braun is the danger. That's a Breaking Bad reference. We know that Adnan Verko needs to deals in films. So <laughs> it's going to be like, it's gonna, Braun will be back or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> like they're just Maybe we'll make an Ace Ventura reference to try and fit in. But yeah, I do, I, like very, very heavy, get these handed references to Braun Strowman being an actual problem for Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre rather than an inconvenience for the rest of us. Now, speaking of big lads, we've been missing this guy for quite some time. It's WrestleMania, basically. But tonight sees the return 
of Big George, Omos and AJ Styles, the new, well, not even that new now, uh, Raw Tag Team Champions. Uh, they have been off, at least in storyline, partying in Nigeria, apparently, celebrating their tag team title victory. Uh, when they were on the bump, they apparently dismissed a rematch for the New Day. But I feel like WrestleMania backlash and the way things are going on Monday Night Raw, that's probably exactly what we're going to get in a few weeks' time. Yeah, um, it's been a case. I don't want to be like the low guy in all of this, but it does feel like the air's out of the balloon slightly after all the fun of WrestleMania. Um, so the job, I guess, of AJ Styles and Omos now they're here is to kickstart the reign. Um, make it feel like what we all wanted during the match, which was this sort of, oh Christ, they're going to do a great Carly push, but he's going to have an AJ Styles in his corner. This is but like this cannot fail. <laughs> like it's, and then it sort of did by virtue of reasons that we're not clear about, but we're led to assume you know the health of one or both of them was impacted mm-hmm. by going to a venue with twenty five thousand people. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it, it just. They have a job on their hands here because it's a really exciting act. But the best way to sort of capitalise on that excitement at WrestleMania was to have them do the same thing the next night and do them have them do the same thing as often as possible. And instead, we got a three-week gap. So I welcome a vicious squash tonight. We've said this before. WWE don't deserve credit for much, but one of the things they do deserve credit for is finding the best jobbers and losers to take beatings from monsters. Yes. Over the years, they've developed an unbelievable record. And indeed, like a sort of Rolodex of these dweebs that they unearth from Christ knows where, local training schools, whatever, that are just perfect for getting mm-hmm. pounded into meat on the mat. So this, some poor losers getting just obviously out-wrestled and outclassed by an AJ Styles, getting to like hop, skip and dance around it, and then making the tag to the terrifying almost to do one tree slam or one big boot or whatever it is he fancies that day. I think it's the way to reheat them. Um, in terms of WrestleMania backlash, uh, the division's in the mud, but why has that ever stopped them before? I would have uh, AJ and Omos offer out like an open challenge and then have like, n- not the New Day. I don't think we need to have the New Day again, but perhaps like every other team try and get involved in it only to be flattened under the foot of Omos, like as a way to build the Viking Raiders as the eventual proper challenges, a proper threat, basically. You want to see if these two monsters can actually tackle the biggest monster of them all. But in, I don't need that just yet. So I throw it open to anybody just to be willing victims for the night. Yeah, you. we've had our fingers burnt on numerous occasions when booking into the future and saying, oh, the next big pay-per-view, the, the next SummerSlam or, or Royal Rumble or WrestleMania in particular for us to booking big blow-off matches. That is where you would anticipate. That's where you want to try and execute the Viking Raiders versus... Uh, AJ Styles and Omos, whether they can hold off on that for that long, ugh, I don't know. But I do like the idea, yes, of whether it be local jobbers or even just someone like, I don't know, they, we've seen them in the past be great at bumping around and nearly dying as uh, the Bollywood boys. Uh, <laughs> dash your mind back all those years to, to Randy Orton going, I think I might have killed someone. Um, I, I think that works really well. And like you say, you can have him slam both of them and then plonk both of them on top of each other and then plonk his foot on top. But I think what the beauty is with all this is, yes, you've got, you know, almost who just looks so impressive and, and he's clearly just bloody loving what he's doing. But I, I can really also appreciate the, 
talking that, that AJ Styles can do of like, well, I can talk and generally can back it up. And if I can't, he bloody well can behind me. I love this. And obviously this harkens back to a dynamic of your of your past as well. Indeed it does. Um, yeah, the the second best Sean and Diesel comparison currently on WWE television. It it I will say this for this act. I there's a lot of as much as I do think like the kind of airs out the balloon a little bit, there's a lot I want to see of AJ and Omos in terms of actually anticipating things on a raw. These two are one of the only things that I like eagerly await and mm. look forward to. So they haven't lost that. And I just like to think that you protect the integrity of the act for as long as possible. It's it's just so smart. It's so old school and simple and potentially brilliant. Yeah. And again, with recording this in advance, we don't know what they will have announced, if they've announced anything. But I do like the insinuation that the party that they've been having in Nigeria for <laughs> weeks or whatever it is will continue tonight. And then you just get that interrupted by the new day or whoever it may be. They need to face the next pay-per-view. And then the interim, they say, well, tonight as part of the party. We're going to be facing two goobers. Nigeria. Are they doing some ridiculous hashtag long-term story selling with the other smaller, <laughs> smaller guy, giant guy act going on? Are they like, is this like for the law of the fiend types to have something else to sink the teeth into before SummerSlam? Oh, partying in Nigeria, are you? <laughs> on a show called The Bump, is it? When AJ Styles takes bumps and Apollo Crews takes bumps. <laughs> yeah, I, I see what you're doing. Hashtag LTST. Oh, I know what this is all about. Um, yeah, part of that, that, that just... They're obviously having a bit of fun with it, but yeah, there's going to be some people that latch onto that on Twitter. I can't wait for it. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, Speaking of tag teams, one thing you missed uh, last week was the rise of RK Bro, which actually... You may well roll your eyes when you hear that if you, if you like Michael Hamlet, haven't witnessed last week's surreal connection of Randy Orton and Riddle. It's actually one of the best things on the show. And at least, even on commentary, they're acknowledging, 
well, Randy Orton's clearly going to turn on him eventually, but you <laughs> can enjoy it for the interim, I suppose, because you and I have spoken on numerous occasions, including a podcast. This is weird. We recorded it yesterday. It goes out tomorrow, when we, according to us, but that means that when this gets released, it'll be out for a couple of days, talking about the rise of Riddle. I'm trying not to confuse you here, but yeah, Riddle is clearly losing upwards with getting rid of that. Not getting rid of, that sounds harsh, but um, dropping the United States Championship to Sheamus at WrestleMania. Yeah, um, yeah, this is good. He says through rubbed temples, this is good stuff. Um, Randy Orton is a guy impossible to love. Riddle is a man that it feels impossible to even like. Either IRL or kayfabe, take your pick. Um, And yet this has definitely got legs. Um, Randy Orton has done this before where he's got like this good he's at a point in his career where he marries his deadpan twitter energy Mm. with his on-screen character and he's suddenly quite enjoyable as a performer you want so much to get the patter from his twitter on a television Mm. and it's like this is that this is roughly that like uh you're uh, like that kind of uh, you're all right when it's like uh, you're never going to trust randy orton he's of course he's going to turn on you and then it's it behooves matt riddle to almost maybe see the turn coming perhaps i don't know do you know what I mean? Like the maybe he maybe he gets to think, oh, I'm I know you think I'm stupid because I scoot around all day and I talk like I'm the stupidest human that was ever born, but I'm not that stupid because I've watched wrestling before or whatever. I don't know. Um, or indeed he does just not see the turn coming and then has to fight him, and we get objectively pretty great matches between Matt Riddle and Randy Orton. I this has got a bit of wiggle room. This I don't want them to rush through it. I don't need the split right now. In fact. You know, maybe RK Bro are the opponents sooner rather than later for the tag champions. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's maybe that's where this goes to set up the turn. You know, maybe like they build a big television match or a big pay per view match, which looks on the surface like quite an intriguing tag match, and then Orton punts him in the head when the time comes to make the tag or whatever. You know, and then Riddler's left for dead. Omos and AJ have him easy pickings, and it's Orton saying, "Look, I have nothing else left to do. Did you not see the guy I've just spent six months trying to beat?" Like, you're a piece of piss, mate. I had to set him on fire. Like, <laughs> I was just sick of watching you on Raw and I wanted to shot you. So this is the way I thought to do it. It's, again, like, I can't I can't hear it while the performances are all right and the chemistry is interesting. I just wish it was any two other people than these because <laughs> they're not people I want to give free passes to. Mm. But, yeah, the act isn't bad. It really isn't. And, you know, we're, we're crying out, and we'll get more into this in due course. As I said, we're crying out some good writing on Raw. And it, it really easy, straightforward stuff to write, it seems, from the outside, certainly, of just, like, I know they, they're doing a lot of bloody odd couples, but they can have some good fun. Like last last week when they had the whole, you and I have got nothing in common. We're both from Earth. Shut up. Like, <laughs> great, great, that. Have them, you know, have... Uh, Riddle say, hey, good news. I've seen a lot of people uh, making a lot of noise about uh, RK, bro. Uh, And I've actually got a celebrity guest uh, to come and join us this week. And it's Soldier Boy or Bloody Bow Wow or whatever. And and Randy was like, oh, we've got a bit of history, me and them. (laughs) Or whisper it, you know, it's the one thing that we we're always, you and I are always crying out for. Could Could they get matching gear? I mean, Randy Orton changed his trunks for WrestleMania. I yeah, I'm bang up for it. I, I like I think at least once if they don't have matching gear, then what's this all been about? <laughs> um, 
either so you know like randy orton went to that period where like he thought he was reinventing the wheel by taking his wrist tape off like yeah i thought i'd uh thought i'd mix up my look a little bit i'm not wearing tape on my wrist it's like christ randy we know you pay like 20 dollars for trunks that last you 12 years but just maybe like get rid of the boots for a week <laughs> and then he's like well, people keep standing on my feet why would you do that uh, and he's just like, i'm pointing back on you thick idiot and then so instead the bro writing on the bro writing on his tights is the same font as the RKO one that looked like tattoos from the early two thousands, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, like and maybe Orton dust off the whites again, and like they both have little evil can evil attires for the night or something. <gasps> Randy Orton rides out the ring on a scooter, but the track is the shape of that giant sperm that he walked down at WrestleMania. <laughs> 30. Um, if Randy yeah, Orton like, comes out on a scooter, I might say Raw's great again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just so, what's what the, the rated RK Bro? Is that what they're going to be called? Not Sorry, rated, not rated, 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 rated Edge's thing, isn't it? Yeah, RK Bro. So it's not going to be the, the punt and the cut. No, it's, it's, we're going to go with RK Bro. <laughs> I did. Love the childlike energy when he had whoever they were bloody facing up for the sort of elevated DDT and Riddle's like, oh my god, oh my god, tag me, tag me, tag me, tag me, please tag me, tag me. <laughs> like that was one of the few highlights of, of last week's role. Um, we also saw- <laughs> hey bro, if anybody knows anything about being an apex predator. <laughs> uh, also on last week's Raw we saw the reinstatement of Charlotte Flair we alluded to this on our Smackdown preview the ongoing power struggle uh, between Sonya Deville and uh, Postman Pierce hopefully this potentially leads to another triple threat at Wrestlemania backlash what, what do you reckon happens now with, with Charlotte Flair being reinstated and that title picture uh, with, with Rhea Ripley and Asuka and, and what have you yeah, um, Sonia Deville being the old Charlotte uh, as Vince McMahon was in 2019, um, <laughs> seems likely at this point. I, I'm wondering if we're going to be late to this in terms of our early preview and that they might just toss the graphic up over the weekend. Um, she's been reinstated, that's the formality. Um, the match, it's it looks all the more like an odd interruption to the match that they were going to book anyway, just to find an excuse to have Charlotte Flair beat up some referees for a week. Mm. Um, but yeah, the triple threat feels the more likely of the of the two combinations of either singles matches or you know having Rhea Ripley find somebody different. I I don't know. I'm struggling to feel much for any of this. I'm not into Rhea Ripley's character still. Mm. It's ironic, right? They've figured out exactly who Charlotte Flair is, so now they're confused with who Rhea is. It's like you can't have both at the same time. Like this time last year, you you weren't really clear on who Charlotte Flair was as a heel or a babyface, and to make that point. Even clearer, they kind of baby face the hell out of Rhea Ripley. Oh, it's just my dream, or blah, blah, blah. Now they've gone the other way. Charlotte Flair is very properly established as a heel, and Rhea Ripley's like not very likable as mm. like an edgy baby face, but not so cruel that she could be out and out considered a heel just yet. I don't, I don't know. I don't know who the only person I know who really is herself is Asuka. Mm. and much like Braun Strowman, I can't help feeling like she's there to take a pin at WrestleMania Backlash. Yeah, absolutely. It is the easiest booking in the world to have Rhea pin Asker and Charlotte still has the excuse of, well, you've still never beaten me, uh, particularly not in, in one-on-one action. Did infuriate me last week when it was just like, oh yeah, there's Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler, who had an amazing 
arguably AEW defeating feud over on NXT, just in the tag team now. Uh, them two and, and Nia Jackson, all the tag team, women's tag team title bollocks. And he's Reginald and Mandy Rose fell on her ass and all that, <laughs> basically. Um, and that sort of leads me to the final point and a, and a wider uh, talking point about Raw. I did enjoy, I tweeted on uh, Tuesday last week, a slow motion gif of John Morrison getting hit in the balls with a tomato because that happened as well. You missed that. Uh, Damien Priest with alongside the new... <laughs> You, you miss that. Oh, yeah. I don't think brought, I did. Like, <laughs> new day, new day brought out a guitar case, but it was filled with rotten, which were surprisingly ripe, actually, rather than being rotten tomatoes. They hoid them at the Miz and Elias. Jason George did this to did this to Elias as well, didn't they? Yeah. And it was the same, same exact same thing. It was like really fresh, and it's like Christ, that cauliflower looks like it had hurt. Like, it's got all the makings of a delicious salad being pelted at him yet again. <laughs> People in starving again. I was gonna say there's people starving in the world, but you know who isn't starving? The proprietors of Orlando Enterprises. Who this week the grocers couldn't believe the look when they got a call at four in the afternoon. <laughs> the, the mad billionaire at the Thunderdome needs all of our produce in an hour. What do it again? No, all of it, just all box it up. So, yeah, so I tweeted John Morrison getting hit in the balls, and I said basically, This is the experience of watching Monday Night Raw on a weekly basis, and someone replied to me. Why, why do you even bother watching it then if you're just going to criticise and else? And people were just thanking <laughs> over reply going, it's his job. He really wouldn't watch it if he didn't have to. Like, I probably would watch NXT and still watch SmackDown, obviously watch Dynamite, drop Raw, the, the, like like that, if, if I had that option, basically. Um, but yeah, can, can any... And, and, and the interesting thing I, I saw, particularly this week, but certainly in the, in the weeks following WrestleMania with how bad Raw has been, is... Even the real stands for Monday Night Raw uh, are sort of acknowledging its faults. And, and we've talked about this on, on several podcasts recently about them saying, God, SmackDown's so good because Raw's just awful, basically. But can anything like salvage Monday Night Raw aside from the return of fans? Because that feels like, you know, that would at least give it some sort of atmosphere than the, for this dross. No, nothing can salvage it. Nothing at all. It's fans will help in the short term, mm. but I would say that um, week two of Raw with fans is going to feel a bit like night two of WrestleMania with fans. It's still got a lot of Randy Orton and the Fiend. Mm-hmm. Like they, <laughs> they can only do so much in terms of the noise they make to counteract the to counteract bad booking. That's what it is. Just to simplify things, bad booking. It's Raw is a difficult watch when it's good. It's three hours. Um, people have to do more than they should. Matches go longer than they need to. We know why. It's a tale as old as time at this point. It's because USA Network want the content. Do we realise that's where the money is? Blah, blah, blah. Three hours. Ratings don't matter. Quality doesn't matter. Nothing matters. <laughs> um, so, like, we are begging the salvaging of a show that the company can look upon as never being more successful. Mm. That's that's the problem. That is the issue here. Um, think of any time in Raw's history when people have called for it to be salvaged and never have WWE had a stronger argument against that ever. Mm. And I just I don't know, I don't know what how you like break this cycle of abuse. Ultimately, I don't know how like uh, I don't know how you you change this. It's we've had um 
general manager. What was Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman called? Paul Heyman had that job for a while on Raw, creative yeah. director or something. We've had what appear to be surface level directorial changes, made no difference. Um, Triple H gave it the old college try by completely revamping the developmental system after about eight or nine years, his own father-in-law has effectively called it a failure and undermined it by hiring the guy that ruined it the first time and loads of the wrestlers that were part of that ruination. Like, one of the only good things to come from the chaos era of WWE is Jeff Jarrett getting a job again because Vince McMahon once fired him on television and said, he'll never work in this town again. And he's like, <laughs> since, worked, since worked in every town again because he's the best. Um, yeah, I, like nothing salvages it. You just... What I will say is for anybody that wants to keep watching Raw, because I, I don't like the idea of our podcasts just making people feel sad about something that they want to get enjoyment out of. Mm. Um, so I will say, if RK Bro are your thing, or if, <laughs> what's your thing? Or if AJ and Omos are your thing, they're my thing, certainly. Um, just, just try and get your kicks from that segment. And um, like, listen to our review, but like hit up an illegal pirating website or a non-WWE YouTube channel to get your highlights. <laughs> because there's good stuff there. There's a litany of amazing wrestlers and I don't want to have any more getting fired during a pandemic. Um, <laughs> there's writers that have to suffer under the thumb of Vince McMahon and their work deserves people to watch it, even if it's to just give it scathing criticism because the dialogue's hideous. There's a lot of people that do an honest day's work that is routinely undermined mm. at about three in the afternoon on a Monday by a weathered billionaire who's lost touch with reality. So I don't want to just be like, kill the show, kill it dead, kill it with fire. Uh, but there's salvaging it. With It's beyond salvaging. It is beyond salvaging. The best thing that will ever happen on Monday Night Raw will still take place on a show that you can't call good. It, it's that uncertain of... Think of your favourite 10 segments from the last year of Monday Night Raw and the episode at large would have been terrible even if the segments were good. Yeah, I, it's weird because you sort of rant about a wrestler and then you say, well, it's not, it's not their fault. Obviously, it's, it's the writing. And then you rant about the writing and then you go, I mean, it's still technically not the writer's fault. And as much as I moan about this, you know, plethora of writers who have a week to write a show and come up with this, that's the best thing they do. But like you say... Maybe they do write some genuinely good stuff, some genuinely, oh, what about the Attitude Era level stuff? But, like you say, Vince rolls in 4pm and goes, no, change your plan, completely reverse the result of this. Uh, this character has to say this phrase because I've seen it in a commercial on the way in or something. And it's like, as we always say, it must just get beaten out of you, the, the, the catering to an audience of one of like, no, I've got this really good idea. Now nah, you've got to try and put, push this square peg through this round hole, this round Vince McMahon shaped hole. And then in the end, all the funness and creativity and uniqueness gets beaten out of it. But the hardcore will be the hardcore. I do think we've got to that point now where people say, oh, well, how far down will Raw drop? I don't think it will drop much further. And that's because I think it's just habit and people sit there and they go, oh, God, it's crap. But I always watch Raw because it's Monday night. That's, that's what happens. So as long as they can keep getting these preposterous TV deals, that'll, that'll ne they'll never open their eyes to that. And we talked, we've talked on previous podcasts as well about it becoming more and more of a, a content factory of even if the TV deals maybe uh, aren't what they used to be, which is not, doesn't look like changing anytime soon, They've got the Peacock deal. They've got, you know, this. They they can just sell it all to bloody Disney if they decide. But 
it's just it's infuriating that if you have to produce something on a weekly basis with the talent that they have, not just in the locker room, but the writers, presumably, they're not just hiring any old Tom Dick or Harry. At least try, at least, you know, like they said last week, oh, well, Braun Strowman broke this record because he was in a singles match and a tag match and a handicap match. That's not something to boast about. That's the fact that you've got this huge roster of people who can't get any time on TV and you're going, oh, put the train lad on loads because he's the flavour of the month for Vince. It's, like I say, it's infuriating and it's something we will inevitably seemingly rant about tomorrow, Michael Hamlet. Yeah, (laughs) tomorrow. Like, that's what's the most tragic thing of all is because, you know, the early record of this preview that probably wouldn't have differed too much from had we have actually recorded it on a Monday. It's like, I've got four days to mentally prepare for the things I might think about this episode of Raw. And it's still going to feel like just as bad as if we were recording this on a Monday. Oh, Christ, does it have to be tonight? I'll just dread it for longer. I'll just Mm -hmm. dread this show for longer. There is, yeah, there's no, it's like you say, the money has been decided. It's not even on the table. It's in Vincent Land's bank account. Mm -hmm. Um, Just got to sift through and hope every now and then you find a diamond. I, I I don't know. I don't know what to tell people. There is no saviour of this brand. Um, but I, I was going to say, but, you know, SmackDown's pretty good, but I think that's lowering the, the taste, like mm. bar as well. I think, that's, I think that's having a detrimental effect on people's taste at large. So, yes, Raw is the worst thing about the entire wrestling industry. There we go. Mm. It's, there, the best, it's there on record now. And the best thing about Raw is this podcast, basically. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. And we're recording this before SmackDown, so maybe we'll get Daniel Bryan at least attempting to try and save Monday Night Raw, but who bloody knows? Knowing our luck, he's Universal Champion right now. Uh, right, okay, let us know your <laughs> thoughts ahead of Monday Night Raw tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamplet at... Michael Hamplet. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from, for daily wrestling podcasts, including, of course, our review of Monday Night Raw out tomorrow. Normal service will resume in the interim. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling and leave us a five star review suggesting something short, crap, and wrestling related for us to watch instead of a god awful segment of Monday Night Raw. But as I said, this has been the Raw preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us. And we. We'll see you soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.